0: The Reality of Truth Podcast. Let's go! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Welcome, friends. Today, I promise we're not gonna talk about something as scary and creepy as the last episode. But it's still a serious killer, something you need to watch out for. Today, we're talking about mold. <laughs> really, Eric? Mold? One more weird thing to talk about? Well, I think you're going to find this one a bit interesting as well. I know I did, so maybe you will too. So I'm just going to use the term mold instead of saying fungus or yeast the whole episode. Just going to use the term mold. That will be encompassing for all the molds, every one of them. and There's a lot. So basically a primer just to enlighten you on how big an issue mold actually can be. I'm mostly speaking about the most common ones you know of, like Black mold, green, gray, brown, all the ones you've seen most of your life. Some quick basics for you. There are over 200,000 different types. Yeah, there's that many that they know of. There's more. They just haven't identified all of them yet. They grow on every single surface, even your Christmas tree, by the way. I know. We'll get into that one a little bit later. And there's a misconception that if you just use bleach, you can clean black mold or any of these other molds in your house, but actually that doesn't really work like you think it does. It only kills the live mold, not the spores. And the spores are where the real danger is. We'll get into that too. So the companies that clean up mold out of buildings, they don't use bleach because it just comes back, the mold does. In your home is where you spend most of your time, there and in work. Right, your house might have mold, and you don't even know it. It's a good thing to have tested out because without proper airflow, uh like in your attic or just anywhere, you don't open your windows enough. These kinds of things mold grows, you wouldn't even know it's there, and then the worst place is a basement. That's why I never live in places with basements. They are just petri dishes of all kinds of nasty from mold to insects, maybe even ghosts. Did I say that out loud? Well, anyway, mold actually releases something called mycotoxins. These are toxins that actually kill your cells. And then that dead tissue feeds candida, which is one of them that you deal with in your body all the time, and all the other molds that are in your body. There's quite a few. of them. It's the one thing that none of the authorities are talking about. And you know who I mean by authorities. So when you get a mold exposure, either by touching it or breathing it in, once that mold has secreted its spores, you're in trouble. Once it's in the body, then the mycotoxins break down and kill the cells. And then they use the dead cells to proliferate and colonize. You're the host. Parasites, which we talked about the last episode, also contribute to mold. And check this out. The mold is actually on the parasites, all the different types that you have in your body. And that's actually in medical literature, by the way. They've seen it. When they pull parasites, they can see the mold sitting right on top of it. Remember when I told you about hyperparasites? That's the parasite that has a parasite that has a parasite. Well, they also have mold on that parasite too. must really be terrible to be a parasite. Remember, I said everyone who is living has parasites and mold is a parasite. All people have mold in and on their body, period. There's no way to get around it. That's just the way it is. Some of the symptoms you might experience, and I'm gonna go through a few of these for you and give you little tips and tricks and things like that, though I'm not gonna tell you how to get rid of mold in your body because that would be advice. And that's where a healthcare provider can help. The weird one that you might not think is high blood pressure. So here's how this works. When the weather changes, the barometer, okay, but lots of rain, high humidity, that can increase your blood pressure. Why, you say? Well, if you have mold in your heart, that stresses the mold out. They then don't like that, and so the heart responds. So we know sugar intake increases heart rate. So if you have hypertension and you are a carb addict or you are not on a keto diet, it's a fact. Your blood pressure is gonna be higher than normal unless you exercise a lot and do a lot of other things or you're young or some other factors. But generally speaking, high sugar intake, high carbon intake absolutely does increase blood pressure. But the barometric changes in the weather can affect the mold where it lives in the body, like the nervous system or in your knee or your brain or any organ or any area of your body. And you say, what the heck is going on down here? Why does my knee hurt? Well, we think barometric is, oh, it's the arthritis. Maybe it's not arthritis in your knee. Maybe you actually have mold. That's an actual real thing. Maybe it's something else, headaches, cause it's in your brain. So barometric pressure changes outside, humidity, rain, bad weather, things like this, yeast, mold, fungus, don't like it, period. If you're trying to sleep and you're having a hard time going to bed because you lay down and then the heart rate's up and you just can't relax and go to sleep, try this, okay? Here, well, first, let me tell you, if you're laying down and it's warm and it's dark, what does mold love? darkness and warmth so try this i'll get to that topic in a second but try this try lavender oil actually put it put some on your heart on your skin and then put it around your pillow maybe a little underneath your your nose that's calming actually to your nervous system so it helps to counteract the mold some people literally that have mold issues like black mold and these kinds of things they can't even put the cat back on the lavender oil. They're passing out that fast. It can also affect your lymphatic system. Yeah, your entire lymph in your body, which is absolutely important for health. It'll kick that up, makes you feel achy and weird. They can increase the histamines in your body. And of course, once the histamines are up, well, then all the inflammatory situations occur. After they release the histamine in your body, they also secrete their own poisons, which makes for very inflammatory situations. So now you have chronic inflammation. Then if you have mold in your gut, that can cause leaky gut, which then causes inflammation and more autoimmune disorders. You see how this just cycles? It's just from one thing to another back to the original starting point. So you have inflammation, you get rid of it, and then they counteract that and you have more inflammation it's the never-ending battle. Here's how you might know. You can check. Check your tongue. That white coating, or especially if it's yellow, that's even really bad. But if you have a white coating on your tongue or like white patches in the back of your throat, you heard a thrush, that's one of the versions, but I'm talking just that general coating on your tongue. You do your tongue scrape and you're like, wow, what is that? Rashes on the skin, that's a big one. Rashes just... They don't always mean what everyone thinks they mean. It's not just toxins coming out. Sometimes it's just the mold that's just under the skin there. Bloating, after you eat fruit, is a weird one, isn't it? You would think, wow, if I eat fruit and then I get bloated, I thought fruit was healthy. It's not healthy. But when you have mold living in your stomach or around your stomach, in your gut, they love that, and it will cause bloating, which also can cause constipation because now your body's fighting the mold the molds releasing chemicals that are inflammatory to your gut which create things like your leaky gut and all the inflammation symptoms happen and constipation is one of them by the way essential oils do you know they're one of the most studied substances by the pharmaceutical industry there's thousands and thousands of them you wouldn't really think what do they care about essential oils Well, they do care because they're finding the substances that they want to take out of there and then synthesize. And they know the most powerful substances on the planet are in plants. Have you ever heard of thieves oil? It's basically clove, bud, lemon, eucalyptus, cinnamon, and rosemary. If you remember in episode three, we talked about household cleaners well this is one that you can use around your whole house for many things i'm going to give you a few here but here's how it started when the black plague was going on in the 15th century there were these perfumers from marseille in france and they decided they want to rob the plague victims so they put these essential oils together in a cloth and covered their face and went in their house stole their stuff and guess what they never fell ill. They constantly had this stuff around their, their face. Thieves oil is actually that powerful. It can also reduce stress. It boosts immune system. It's antimicrobial and antifungal, antibacterial, antiviral, purifies the air and kills pathogens in the air. It improves digestion, reduces inflammation, as well as lowers fevers, heals skin conditions, It actually can help you lose weight and it increases the health of your respiratory system. Anybody suffering from a weak immune system, oh yeah, works for that. Gastrointestinal issues, inflammatory conditions, skin irritations, poor respiratory health, obesity, hypertension, osteoporosis, the list goes on. Isn't that awesome? So you have five oils in one from the 15th century, stop the plague, from killing these people. And then we find out now that it does all these things and it's easy to get, it's cheap, super simple to use. Here's how you use it. You can diffuse it in your house. You can put it in your shower while you're showering. You can make a spritz bottle, like a spray bottle, whatever size you want. Basically the recipe is half witch hazel, get some good stuff, don't buy the crap. half distilled water, and however many drops you wanna put in there. The more drops, obviously the stronger it is, but also is gonna smell more. So if you're sensitive to the smell, be careful. Then what you do is you spray that spray into your environment to disperse the whole room. So what you wanna do is spray up high, like towards the ceiling a little bit. Meanwhile, you have a fan on low the lowest it'll go, kind of pointed up towards the ceiling so it disperses it all around. Now you're mixing the air and all the little atomized particles of the essential oil can do their job. If you wanna make a paste, like like a scrub for your bathroom, your shower, sinks, whatever, then baking soda, and then you add the drops to the baking soda mixture. You know, you might need to add just a little bit of water just to kind of make it spreadable. There's many recipes online for how to use it around the house. It's great stuff. You can use it in your laundry for your clothes. You can use the clothes washer on self-clean mode. Add some of that in there and it disinfects it and gets rid of all the weird smells. Without chemicals, I might add. You can add it to any salve or lotion, cream, whatever you have that you like, and put it on your chest for congestion or around your face for sinuses, that kind of thing. Also, add it to the soles of your feet if you're not feeling well. You know that old wives' tale. And it works. The soles of your feet are like sponges, not the heels, the other areas. If you don't have a lotion or a cream, you just want to make some, then I'm a big fan of things like lard. Anything from an animal for a fat carrier. Lard, emu oil, ghee. I don't really care for plant oils. I think, as you know from the episode, The Killers, that we had recently. Every day you use more of that stuff. It just builds up over time in your in your cells and your, all the systems in your body. There's more you have to try and get rid of. But if you are gonna use something from a plant, I would recommend coconut oil. That's probably the least harmful of all the oils. It can help with nausea also if you spray it in the air or use a diffuser, by the way. That's, that's a pretty neat one actually. Also works on the dishwasher. Add a couple drops to the washer and it will make your dishes cleaner no musty smell, gets rid of the smells in there. And then, saying on the Christmas tree earlier, you can spray it on the tree and keep the fungus mold that is on the tree that it had when it was growing and help neutralize that. You can also hose down your tree and let it dry before you bring it into your house. That's a good thing to do. You're just bringing all that stuff in your house and then it loves being inside. It's getting moisture and, warmth and it can grow. And then you wonder why certain people are allergic to Christmas trees. That's why here's a cool story for you. There's this teacher who used to use thieves oil dispersed in the air in her classroom before her kids got there in the morning, the science room was next door. And that science teacher, when he realized why his cultures and his petri dishes wouldn't grow, got all upset when he found out that the teacher next door was using thieves oil into the air. So it killed everything in the air. Pretty cool. By the way, that tells you it works. Some of you might experience one of the grossest and I would say least attractive things you can have. That's toenail fungus. Well, it works for that. Also, as a side note, if you've never tried ozonated oils, you can buy them online. There's a lot of people that make them. You can make them yourself. It's just really difficult. They have many different types of the base of the fat, the oil but ozonated oil absolutely will get rid of toenail fungus. It's one of the very few things that actually does work. That I heard straight from one of the most successful naturopaths practicing right now. It also can help with fatigue and I think doesn't take much to figure out that if you're loaded with mold, you're not going to have a lot of energy. Your seasonal allergies, if they're super, super strong, you can have candida actually in your sinuses. You think you're getting pollen and weather changes, things like this, well, it can actually be candida, which is one of the most common of the molds that we deal with in our body, actually in your sinuses. You normally think candida in other areas of the body, not your sinuses, well, it's there. Then if you have things like digestive issues, well, that's because not only is it in your food, but when you inhale, that's going right into your mouth, down your throat, and right into your lungs, but it's also in your throat. Then you swallow, and when you swallow, that makes its way into the stomach, and then it can grow from there. It's warm, and it's got moisture and mucus. It can go to town. You know, in episode 11, we did oral issues. I covered a bunch of oral stuff. Well, there's mold in your mouth. I was just explaining you're breathing it in, but to this level, it's in your gums, actually, and it's around your teeth. So you're inhaling all day. It's in your food. There's only really one good way to get rid of it. That's water flossing. There's a recipe. You do hydrogen peroxide. You should do food grade. Don't, don't use the other stuff. You should use food grade. Baking soda. Yes, you can buy food grade online. It's more expensive than the big brand you know of, but it's cleaner. And distilled water. You do that for a week or two. As far as that recipe goes, you can come up with whatever you want. You don't need a lot of peroxide and baking soda in the water. You just need enough. You do that for a week or two, then you switch back to distilled water for a couple weeks, and then you go back to the other one. You see, you don't want to kill everything in your mouth. You only want to kill the bad. So that's why you want to cycle. So kill the bad so the good stuff will flourish when you're using just the distilled water. Then, when you go back, you're killing more bad, and then you're mouth's microbiome, the oral microbiome can come back and be even stronger. But if you use toothpaste that have a lot of uh, antibacterial, antiviral properties, this kind of thing, then you're going to kill your microbiome right there. So then you're basically killing the good stuff. You're leaving the bad stuff because trust me, those bad ones have learned how to stay alive. They're not, they're not being killed like you might think. I mean, think about it. Toothpaste, you don't really think, "Wow, this is killing my oral health, but actually the ingredients that are in there are. That's why you should be using natural toothpaste, things that are very few ingredients with no antimicrobials. And if you are going to use an antimicrobial type toothpaste, then you want to maybe use it for a few days and then flip to something that's really basic and then back and forth so that you do this cycling. You know, if you're having extreme cravings for sweets. There's a reason. Molds can do what a lot of the parasites do, all right? They release these chemicals and they tell you what to do. You wouldn't believe that this organism that's just a mold, you think, isn't it just a tiny little single-celled plant? Well, yeah, but it's also a living thing. And chemicals are made by plants that they secrete in order to protect themselves from whatever situation or to stay alive. I'll give you an example. There's this fungus that infects an ant, and then the ant, it tells the ant to go all the way to the top of the bush or the tree or whatever, all the way to the top, then it kills it, and then it comes out of its head to release the spores. So it took a taxi all the way to the top. By the way, here's a side note. I know I talk a lot about going low carb because there's reasons and you're starting to see these reasons, I think, as I'm telling you them. Root vegetables, grains, peanuts, these sort of foods, and it's, I'm gonna get more into foods later, but those three basics right there, they're high in a carbohydrate called amylose, A-M-Y-L-O-S-E, okay? That's their favorite food. Mold loves amylose. So people that have mold issues, they have to go on a low amylose diet. And yes, there is such a thing. Can you say potato chips and bread for all this? these cravings and sweets? Yeah, that's because the amylose. The molds love it. And then they tell you what to do. Eat more. Candida does the same thing. But these molds as a whole, many of them, through chemical, when you say, I can't stop eating sweets or sugar or fries or whatever the case may be. It's not just you. It can be something living in you, which brings me to emotional and mental illnesses. Now, I've talked a lot about mental issues with all of these health conditions because they absolutely do affect your brain. You know how much your brain can affect your body. It's all connected. Well, if you're loaded with mold and they're secreting all these weird chemicals and telling you what to do, Is it such a far-fetched idea to believe that you can have lack of focus and memory issues, memory loss, uh, brain fog, difficulty concentrating and ADD and ADHD and irritability, depression, anxiety? I mean, it's all there. They're telling your brain what to do. They're taking over your hormones with their chemicals and hormones. So when they get too high in the body, you can't say no. Now, this next one is sensitive. So I'm gonna use my words carefully, but we all have sexual organs, don't we? Well, there's a lot of issues that happen down there, both male and female. They happen on and in that area and around that area. Well, last week I spoke about the vampire fish. Can't even think about that one. But vampire fish, this is another thing that causes weird stuff. And that's the mold in the sexual areas. So it's important to keep it clean and air it out. Can't always close that area up. Because remember, they like warmth and moisture. I just used the word moist in this conversation. But that area, I think I made my point. All right, let's move on. Micronbrain.com. That's M-I-C-R-O-N. B-R-A-N-E, not brain as in your brain. They made a statement. They are a candida website that helps people. They claim that the mortality rate is 75% of people who have extremely high levels of candida. So candida is actually what's called a pleomorphic fungus. Just means that it's good for you for the most part until the environment in your body turns it into a pathogenic fungus see it's your terrain what you've done in your body through your diet your the toxicity from heavy metals and medications you might have taken uh, sugar bad food pesticides all the stuff you can think of that you're battling every day things you know of things you don't know of then the candida and those other molds they live off of that dead tissue And then they proliferate. That's their whole point. They're trying to break you down, trying to turn you into soil, which actually makes it technically a parasite like we, like we talked about last week, right? It's literally wanting to live off you, but also break you down all the way to the, to the smallest components. You see your microbiome, which helps keep these molds in check is ruined By your diet and antibiotics, metals, poor health choices. Once that microbiome is compromised, the good guys die and the bad guys grow. Now you're in trouble. Also, you're battling something in your water. Again, we're going to have a water episode. There are radioactive elements in tap water and many waters that you would buy. Radium has been tested in more than half of America's water system. Okay, so you're showering in it. You're brushing your teeth. Some people drink it. You so gross that can completely morph candida into a negative fungus. So if you had barely any candida in your body, you're doing really well. Your health is great. Then you move and you move to another state. You start drinking local water and you have no idea that it's got radium in it. And then within a few weeks or a few months, you're starting to notice digestive situations. You, you think you have, quote, allergies. We talked about that. You could have fatigue. You got all kinds of weird stuff going on. And you think, wow, I just, I just don't agree with this place. Or there's all these allergenic things around me. What's going on? And you have no idea. It's actually a radioactive element in your water that has caused the candida, that very small amount in your body, to morph into a negative Fungus, and now you're feeling it. Then, if you had all these feelings of allergies or brain issues, whatever, all these problems that we're talking about, and then you go to the doctor, and they say, "Yeah, that gut issue is weird. You know, I think you may have an intestinal infection or something. Let's put you on some antibiotics." Or you have a skin issue, like you know, a rash or or uh, nasal problems, these kind of things, and they put you on steroids. Guess what? Antibiotics and steroids do they make mold worse, changes your environment. We just talked about it. When the good guys die, the bad guys grow. And by the way, if you are dealing with severe mold issues, there is a doctor, his name is Dr. Shoemaker, and he's at survivingmold.com. He is an expert, he's the world's expert on getting you healthy. How do you know if you even have over mold growth in the body? Well, if you go on a keto diet, Some people go on a keto diet, right? And they feel worse. That's because you might have a lot of mold and yeast. You see, mold and yeast actually like to eat ketones. You go on a keto diet, they start eating, they start defecating, and then you feel crappy. Yes, they defecate. And they urinate. That is one of the ways you'll know if you have mold or yeast overgrowth. Now, if you fast, that can help starve those bad guys so the good guys can repopulate again once that happens stay off the carbs if you're gonna fast get yourself right stop the carbs that's the number one way to feed them okay now they produce what's called mycotoxins there are many many types I won't bore you with all the names but they're in all foods they're on all foods you can't get away from it it's just the way it is The key is to be as healthy as you can so they don't affect you, okay? So here's the foods you wanna avoid. These are very high in mycotoxins. These are absolutely proven. This is the way it is. And I'm sorry if I offend certain people, that means everybody because everybody's probably consuming one or all or some of these things. And trust me when I say I've given up all these things and it sucks, but it is what it is, right? You wanna feel better, you gotta do what you gotta do. So all grains. Every single grain you can think of, it does not matter what it is. Where do they store them? Yeah, they store them all like in a silo or in these tanks and stuff like that. Mold just proliferates. By the way, the more of that grain, the heavier it is because it's filled up, creates a little bit more pressure. And in the inside of there, it's really, really warm. And that's where the molds really just go to town. Bacteria too, by the way. And just about all insects. So when you're eating grains, you're eating a lot of insects because they live in that grain. It's an awesome environment. They get to eat. They stay warm. They never freeze. They don't die. Perfect. Uh, Alcoholic beverages. Every single alcoholic beverage there is had to be made with yeast. It had to do it. There's no other way around it. Alcohol is literally just the urine of yeast. That's it. That's all it is. So, of course, that's not going to do well in your body, and you're going to have reactions. Here's one that kind of sucks for just about everybody, because who doesn't like at least one of the nuts? But all nuts have mycotoxins. Aflatoxin is the main one, but peanuts, pistachio, it doesn't matter. All of them have it, and you can't get away from it. That's just the way it is. A lot of nuts are actually legumes, as you know, and like peanuts. And they grow in shells on the ground. And then when they pick these and they keep them in containers, they just grow even more mold. It's just the way it is. Sugar, all sugar, every bit of sugar you can think of all has mycotoxins in it. Every bit of it. Another reason to not consume sugar. Now cheese. Here's the one about cheese. Only the hard stuff because hard cheeses are aged. And when you age cheese, histamines go up, but also The mold that is in there, and a lot of cheeses need mold to be made, right? The yeast, things like this. But the the more you age these, the more mycotoxins are produced. So soft, fresh cheeses are the best way. Coffee beans, it's another one of those beans. It's a seed, but they're full of mycotoxins. Very important to start looking for organic, non-pesticide, Coffee beans that are not laced with mold. It's bad enough it's got anti-nutrients in it. You don't want the mold. It's just every day you're trying to be healthy and you're just putting it right back in there. So if you want to have coffee and you do okay with it, that's fine, but why would you want the mold? It's terrible. Chocolate is the same thing. Chocolate is terrible. It's full of mycotoxins. First of all, you have to add sugar to it, so now it's a double whammy, right? Who's eating straight unsweetened chocolate, nobody. So you got sugar, Myco, plus chocolate. Yeah, that's what I should do. I'm gonna make my own chocolate brand and I'm gonna call it Mycolate, M-Y-C-O-L-A-T-E. Dried fruit is awesome, but also absolutely loaded with Myco. That's just the way it is. And you shouldn't be eating fruit anyway. It's the worst form of sugar there is. And by the way, doesn't matter. If it's organic or not, all those food choices I'm talking about doesn't matter. They're all loaded with mycotoxins. That's just the way it is. And we'll talk more on that in the future. You have to make the best choices you can and learn how to buy food. That's the long and short of it. We'll do more on this in the future, how to buy food, what to look out for, how to read labels, all these kinds of things that maybe no one's ever taught you or they've taught you the wrong stuff. And believe me, That's why this channel exists is because there are so many people who have been told the wrong thing. This is the reality. I'm giving it to you right now. Now, nuts can actually feed viruses. Not only does it have mycotoxins, viruses love nuts because arginine increases viruses. They just love it for some reason. So who knows why? I'm going to study that one in the future. It's interesting. And a little side note for you, um, I had this ex-girlfriend a long time ago who had headaches every single day since she was seven. And at the time, I think she was, I wanna say mid-twenties. My mentor asked me, well, what does she eat? And I said, I mean, she's a chef, she eats a lot of things, but she's predominantly vegetarian. And he said, "We'll find out what she eats. So I asked her, what do you eat every day? And she said, what do you mean? I said, what do you have every single day or all the time? What's your favorite food? And she said, I eat almonds every single day ever ever since I was a child and I said you eat almonds every single day and you've had a headache almost every single day your whole life yeah okay so let's try not eating almonds for a few days and see what happens guess what headaches went away why why did it go away well in Chinese medicine almonds will quote heat the liver it's antagonizing the liver Doesn't actually heat it up. It just antagonizes it like flames, like fire. It's hot. So yeah, another reason why not to eat almonds. Almonds are not healthy. They have so many anti-nutrients in them. Maybe that's why it heats the liver and aggravates it because they're full of toxins and mycotoxins. Jane Lim, she's a biochemist, has a fantastic book on mold. She states that mold causes lactic acidosis in the body. Remember, we did an episode on lactic acidosis. She says yeast and funguses can make fermented foods from alkaline state to an acidic state. The same thing happens in us. So when you want to make sauerkraut, you're using the cabbage and then the yeasts will naturally start breaking that down and turn it from an alkaline state to an acidic state. That's the tartness, yes? That's happening in your body, all right? Not a good thing. Also, since candida has the waste products that it makes, they're the same products as lactic acidosis, which are acetylaldehyde, ethanol, which is alcohol, and lactic acid. That is lactic acidosis that we talked about, remember? The other thing that it produces, Candida, is carbon dioxide and methane. Isn't it the way the body functions to get rid of carbon dioxide and to increase oxygen? Well, guess what the mold's doing? It's increasing your carbon dioxide and your methane. You can't live on those two. That creates what's called hypoxia, which we talked about before. Just means low or no oxygen in the cells. And when you do that, then you're tired. That's where the fatigue comes from. You have very low cell respiration. And when you have very low cell respiration, cancer can proliferate. Otto Warburg, he's the father of physiology. He says that cancer acts just like mold. He's a Nobel Prize winner. He had over 300 discoveries. He's great, and we'll talk about him in the future because there's a lot to learn from him. Both cancer and fungus must have sugar to thrive, and they die in absence of sugar. Another reason for a keto diet. Both cancer and fungus respond to antifungal medication like Diflucan and things like these and all the natural approaches. Interesting. So it's not cancer, but it acts just like it in the body. All right, so this isn't to scare you, but knowing this information can help you understand why sometimes nothing works for your healing journey. You're trying everything, nothing's working. It's This is just one more piece of the puzzle living on the earth. This is life. Some molds hurt you, others don't. So you have to be a good steward of your body, and that will help you have the best chances to win. There are two distinct ways you can have illness. One, you did it to yourself by not trying to be healthy. You just wanted to enjoy yourself and then, uh uh-oh, I feel like crap. Two, you acquired your complication by accident. Like working in an office that you didn't know was full of mold. Remember episode 15? It was about light. What does mold hate? So go get good light, take care of yourself. If you want to contact me, my info is in the description box. Feel free to ask a question or suggest a topic, maybe some feedback, whatever. I look at every email and every comment, but please be constructive. I will not tolerate spam or rudeness or lewd comments. This is a place for healing and knowledge, not a negative space. If you want to read the transcript, It will be located on my website for each episode. It is therealityofhealth.com.